listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. Today is a very special episode. It's a wild card episode. It's the party planning committee plans your baptism birthday party, TM. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. We actually get questions in the lounge Facebook group quite frequently for how people plan their parties and what they do for baptisms and baptism birthdays. We just literally yesterday, there was a post about what people give for baptism birthdays. So this is like super relevant content, guys. And not only that, it is share 2023 for KFUO Radio. So this is a very special episode. It's going out over the air, which happens just <laughs> once a year. <laughs> ah. Very exciting. And the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast and social media are produced by KFUO Radio, which is why we're a part of share 2023. KFUO is the listener-supported broadcast voice for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, which means that we need your financial support to keep doing this programming, including this podcast group, our podcast group, podcast, our Facebook group, and our Instagram page. So during this episode, we're going to do four little segments with each of us from uh, each committee, committee, no, subcommittee of the party planning committee. <laughs> and we'll be giving you the information for how you can financially support KFUO Radio during this time. What's really exciting is that if you're already a lounge super fan and are already in the Facebook group or follow our Instagram page, this year we're doing some, something really special. We have exclusive thank you gifts for Lutheran Ladies Lounge fans. So we will put that link in the show notes. You can go to kfuo.org slash give. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page if you're already there. And we'll have that information there as well for how you can find those exclusive KFUO Radio Lutheran Ladies Lounge thank you gifts for this year. So we're going to have a full explanation of how you can have the best baptism birthday party. And first, we're going to start with Rachel. What do you have for us, Rachel? Which subcommittee are you I have, to know this, actually? <laughs> I am the subcommittee for witty conversation. Ooh. Because <laughs> when you are hosting a party, like you need good food, you need good decoration. But if the conversation is a dud, then you're not going to have a very good party. So what I have done for your baptismal birthday party is dug up 10 True or false trivia questions about the history and theology of baptism to see what you ladies know, but also to give you some fun facts to share at your own baptismal birthday party. And we'll have to keep this going because 10 questions is a lot for 10 minutes. So are you ready? We <laughs> can yes. do it. We can do it. We have to because number 10 is my favorite. Okay. Question number one, true or false? Jesus commanded his apostles to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. True. 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 Yes, of course. It's like, that's a trick. Matthew 28. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is pretty clear. Baptism is important and a thing that his church does to bring people into his grace. Okay. Since we've had an easy question, let's have another one. Question two, true or false, baptism saves. True. Yes. True. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> First Peter 3.21, where Peter says baptism, which corresponds to this, that is, he's talking about Noah's flood, where God saved the people through water, now saves you. Now, of course, if somebody wants to get really pedantic and say, no, silly, Jesus saves you, he just uses baptism to do it, I guess you could make that argument. But really, First Peter is pretty clear there. Okay, 
We're on a roll. Let's see about question number three. True or false? In the book of Acts, when the Ethiopian eunuch came to faith, he wanted to be baptized right away. True. 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 Yes. Sorry. It's all true so far. <laughs> it's okay. You're going to make so much true. <laughs> all right. Acts 38. Yes. Philip is brought by the Holy Spirit into contact with uh, an official from the Ethiopian court, and Philip opens his eyes to the truth about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. I love that story. Yes. Stop the car. We're getting baptized. (laughs) Okay. Question number four. True or false? When the emperor Constantine came to faith in AD 312, he also wanted to be baptized right away. False. 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 That was an idea, wasn't it? But I thought we were due. We are due. And you are correct. Constantine. Made solid declarations of being a Christian and after his conversion, and but he waited to be baptized until he was on his deathbed, believing that baptism would, this is from Wikipedia, would release him of any sins he had committed in the course of carrying out his policies while emperor. That's not how it works. And okay. This was actually not that uncommon in the fourth century. And, and the reason is not that Christians didn't take baptism seriously. They took it so seriously mm-hmm. that they often waited, believing that baptism gave life, forgiveness, and salvation, but also death to sin. So if you're not ready to die to sin, you know, they thought, (laughs) maybe you wait. Might have more things to think about. (laughs) St. Augustine himself was baptized as an adult, and when he was baptized, he took it so seriously that he did other stuff too, like uh, quitting his job as a teacher of pagan rhetoric because he had to teach young people, you know, idolatrous things. (laughs) So it's a big deal, baptism. Yeah, it's very powerful. Yeah, something we take seriously. And of course, when we baptize our babies, as I did with all four of my, oh, I didn't baptize them, but brought them to baptism, it comes with the idea that we will then raise them in the faith. Amen. Okay, question five, true or false? In the early church, new Christians went through a lengthy period of instruction as catechumens and were baptized all together on Palm Sunday. They're baptized at Easter Vigil. <laughs> that one was just for you, Sarah. It's a false. I'm confused. It's a false. Okay. It's a false. Everything was correct Great there except question. the day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man. And if you want to know more, you need to dig into the KFUO archives. Not very deep though, because no. very recently we had a wonderful episode on the Easter Triduum, including the Easter Vigil ser- service, which was a traditional time when new Christians were baptized. Okay. Question six. We are flying through these. True or false? In the Middle Ages, goddaughters were often encouraged to marry their godfathers. Uh, if only false. you could all see our faces. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> this, this question. False? Sarah, don't sound so tentative. It is definitely false. Uh, what a very relief. weird. I was like, <laughs> they, 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 they were, were a weird time. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But they had very, very strict laws about who could marry whom. Okay. Um, Laws of consanguinity Mm -hmm. would show up in some of the various soap opera dramas of the monarchs from that era, 
were had very strict laws on who you couldn't marry. And beginning in the 5th century or 6th century, Justinian actually outlawed marriage between a godfather and his goddaughters. And those barriers like multiplied. They were like spiritual relation is the same as blood relation. So like don't be marrying your god relation. Okay. It's <laughs> kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't until the Council of Trent that the Catholic Church scaled back these limits right. on who you could and couldn't marry. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But still marrying so. your godfather is kind of probably a weird thing. Yeah. In general. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. I'm really glad Justinian like came out against that. That's a weird boundaries <laughs> thing, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question seven. True or false? The word gossip, which some people would say is one very relevant to Lutheran women, <laughs> ties directly into baptism. I feel like that's true only because that's a weird question. So it weird. is a weird question, and it is true. I just had to throw it in because I loved this fun fact. <laughs> the word gossip comes from the Old English godsib. Think god sibling. Huh. And it originally started as a noun, not the speech you do, but the person. Refer- it was similar to like a homegirl, <laughs> you know, a familiar acquaintance, a friend, a neighbor. In Shakespeare, Midsummer Night's Dream, you see it used in this way especially to women friends invited to attend a birth. Hmm. And later it expanded to women friends who just like to sit and talk. Got it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. We are going to have to actually skip a question or two. We're going to skip question eight and go straight to question nine. Yeah. True or false? Traditional Lutheran baptismal rites include an exorcism. True. Yes. True. 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 That is exactly true. It may seem foreign to us today, and I'll have links to all these things in our show notes. Yes. But yeah, um, renounced that yes. devil. In Luther's <laughs> baptismal rite, the priest began by blowing three times under the child's eyes and saying, Depart thou unclean spirit and give room to the Holy Spirit. And then prayers following, you know, sort of reinforce this message. When you are baptized, Christ claims you. As his own. No evil spirits allowed. Yes. Okay. Question 10. My favorite. True or false? Baptism works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. This is most certainly true. This is most certainly true. Straight from Luther's small catechism, baptism is a great gift, and and celebrating a baptismal birthday is a wonderful reminder of that gift. So I just want to close this segment with a verse from the wonderful hymn, All Who Believe and Are Baptized. All who believe and are baptized shall see the Lord's salvation. Baptized into the death of Christ, they are a new creation. Through Christ's redemption, they shall stand among the glorious heavenly band of every tribe and nation. Back to you, Sarah. That was so good. I feel like we all just repassed catechism class. Uh, (laughs) Great stuff. We have more coming up from the Baptism Party Planning Committee. We are going to take a quick break because it is Share-a-thon 2023. You can help us continue this community of Lutheran women by giving now at kfuo.org slash give. And we will be right back. Welcome back to 
the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. It is Shareathon 2023 for KFUO Radio, which means it is your time to give financial support to KFUO Radio and in turn to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. We are supported by KFUO Radio. Listener supported, which means we need your financial support to continue doing what we do here on this podcast, in our Facebook group, and on our Instagram page. So you can give now at kfuo.org slash give. And if you're already a super fan in our Lutheran Ladies Lounge Facebook group, you can check out more information there for the exclusive Lutheran Ladies Lounge thank you gifts available now during Shareathon. So we are the Baptism Party Planning Committee. We have heard from the subcommittee for interesting conversation. Is that what it was? Close enough. Yeah, that works. Let's do that. AKA trivia. So now we are on to the recipe committee, subcommittee. Erin, what do you got for us? Well, I gave a lot of thought to this and a baptism birthday. I feel there aren't a lot of really, I don't know. I was not inspired by any really traditional ideas. I was like, the only thing I think of is bake a cake and put a shell on it. And that did not seem special enough i mean okay whatever i thought we could we could do more and so i gave more thought to what what would be a delicious baptism birthday dessert and then i thought about the fact that in in many ways this is a slight reach but that's okay because it's a party in many ways when when we are baptized we are entering the simul used used I don't know how to pronounce that. Yes. That one. <laughs> and that is the sort of slang term would be when we become both sinners and saints, right? Like mm-hmm. we are now simultaneously both at the same time the rest of our earthly life or until Jesus comes back. But anyway, and so I selected Chuckle flan. Whoa. Chuckle flan is also known as impossible cake, which is another great thing because baptism is impossible, really, by any earthly measure. It does not make sense. It is a miracle that happens and it makes no sense. And this cake is sort of like that in like the least possible way. Chuckle flan <laughs> is a traditional. Well, I know it as a traditional Mexican dessert, and I asked my friend Clelia Gonzalez for her recipe. I have had her choco flan many times through the years that she's brought to potlucks. It is delicious. You make it in a bunt, a bunt pan, and mm-hmm. it's a, a miracle because you start by making up a chocolate cake batter, and you pour that into the bunt pan, and then... You mix up a flan batter, and flan, for those who are not familiar with it, it's an egg custard, a sweet egg custard. It's a mm. traditional Hispanic. It shows up throughout Hispanic location in many different forms. But anyway, you do that, and then you pour that on top. But a miracle happens during the baking process. It flips. The flan <laughs> goes to the bottom of the bunt pan, the chocolate cake goes to the top of the bunt pan, so when you flip it out, the flan is on top. And what? you if since it's chocolate flan, you have the nice black and white contrast. It's perfect for a baptism birthday party. And it is actually very easy. 
I looked, there's many recipes online, but I was like, I'm using Clelia's because I've had it. I know it's delicious. So I, I was curious to see what other recipes. There are some variations out there. Oh, wow. Clelia's calls for a box of your favorite chocolate cake mix. And she thought devil's food was, was <gasps> the best because it's the most chocolatey. And mm-hmm. also... Then this is, so you mix that up, the batter, just according to the directions on the box. And you preheat your oven to 450. Uh, no, no. <laughs> preheat your oven. 350. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so for the flan portion in Clelia's recipe, now this is the one thing, but it's a party, so you're willing to go a little bit extra. It needs six eggs. There's a lot of eggs in this cake because there's also eggs in the chocolate cake mix. So it's an egg heavy cake. But I don't, I don't, it was so delicious. I don't mind. So you need six large eggs, one can of evaporated milk, one can of sweetened condensed milk, and a dash of vanilla extract. You put all of those ingredients in a blender and just blend it until they're well mixed. And then you put you pour in your cake batter first on the bottom of your bundt pan, then pour the, the flan mixture on top, pop it in the oven, and you you do that all fairly slowly. I mean, anyway, yeah. And question, um, do you grease that bundt pan? Yes, yes, okay. you should grease mm. the bundt pan. Uh, yes, and that she even says that in her recipe. She does, she does recommend that. Then you bake it for about 40 to 50 minutes or until you stick in a toothpick and it comes out clean. And if you want, you can garnish it with some extra things, but honestly, it's good just plain. You let it cool. And then she said she usually bakes it the night before and then once it's cooled, stores it in the refrigerator overnight. Since it is an egg custard, you do need to refrigerate it if you're at, you know, storing it in between when you're actually eating it. So store it in the refrigerator overnight. And then to turn it out, I was like, is there any secret to getting the cake to release? And she said, there's no secret. Just let it cool down. She normally bakes it, leaves it in the pan, in the fridge overnight, and then just then just flips it out onto a plate. And that is choco flan. I love that. And you could, if the if your baptismal birthday kid was helping make the cake, you could also incorporate Yaroslav Vida's "See This Wonder in the Making," uh, yeah. um, which explicitly references the change from the child of nature to a newborn creature, and you've got this miracle of the cake. Exactly. I think that would be really lovely. Exactly, it is a delicious cake, and it's not super common. I don't know; it hasn't really taken off. I don't feel like I. The only person I've ever seen make it is Clelia, and she's a transplant from Mexico. I'm so, making it. It sounds delicious. Yeah. Chocolate sounds amazing. <laughs> Highly recommend it. I don't know. Are there other? I tried to think of other other baptismal desserts that you could do. Have any of you guys come across any that you think are really just well suited to a baptismal party dessert? I know there's some people that do like water themed things okay. so like blue jello kind of things or like okay. i was about to say water flavored dessert but that doesn't, that doesn't work <laughs> you do those water pies that look disgusting oh, yeah, there is water pie hmm. 
The Start raindrop that. cake, disgusting. Yeah. Whoa. Water pie <laughs> or chocolate flan? I'll pass the chocolate flan, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I did think about maybe some sort of a jello dessert with the blue jello and that. But, but it's a birthday. Exactly. You need cake. It needs mm-hmm. a little bit cake. It needs a little bit extra more. I mean, you could always do both. But oh, if yeah. we're going to do just one, I would lean towards the special cake. So beautiful. I'm still trying to figure out the magic of how that works, but I think I'm just gonna have to like make it for somebody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't nice. understand. I mean, I wonder if it has to do with the leavening in the cake mix that causes it to essentially float on top of the custard liquidy custard base and like so it just reverses itself it sort of floats itself up to the top but i feel like there would be more of a sort of an ombre effect if that yeah. were the case. and it's it's not it's a pretty it's a pretty distinct line of chocolate and flan it does um, i'm looking at a oh. photo of it online yeah it's gorgeous yeah, yeah. I was thinking it had something to do with like density of the different mixes, and so right, it'd be that. it just kind of like right. seeps itself through. I don't know. That's that is so cool. It I is. would like to find a clear bunt pan. <gasps> Watch it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if <laughs> bunt pans exist, but that would be a fun cool. project. Bree's got a camp chair sitting in front of the oven, just watching it. Right. <laughs> Don't leave me alone. I'm watching the Choco Flan. Uh-huh. I'm watching <laughs> yeah. it migrate. That's right. Somebody That's has right. to have posted some reel about there somewhere on. Well, and I mean, honestly, I'm sure you can make a Choco Flan. Like, it's traditionally done in a bunt pan, but I'm sure it doesn't have to be only in a bunt pan. So you could probably bake it in, like, in some sort of a glass casserole dish instead. And then maybe you could watch it. But it wouldn't have the beautiful, that's part of the beauty of the bunt pan is it It also gives the mm. cake shape itself then looks extra festive and special because it's a ring. And there's usually, there's a lot of times there's different sort of angles to it and that sort of thing. So I was pretty excited. I, I purchased a bunt pan this time. I have not, I have not had a bunt pan until now. So now... I am the owner of a bunt pan and could make my choco flan. So just scrolling through pictures of it. And now I am very hungry. <laughs> yeah. Lelia yeah. choco flan, the simul dessert of your baptism parties that you've been looking for. I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. That's some pretty great imagery. The, the Satan sinner simultaneously. Genius. That is a deep cut. Aaron. <laughs> I, that is really mm-hmm. awesome. Amazing. And we will, of course, share that recipe in our show notes because now, of course, everybody's going to want to make this for their next baptism birthday party or any other occasion because it's beautiful. And I'm sure it is just absolutely delicious as well. Yes. All right. So recipe subcommittee has reported for the party planning committee for your baptism birthday party. We're going to take a quick break. This is share 2023 for KFUO Radio. We need your financial support to keep doing what we do on this podcast, in our Facebook group, on our Instagram page. You can give now at kfuo.org slash give. Or if you're already a super fan in our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram, you can check out the exclusive Lutheran Ladies Lounge thank you gifts and giving levels and all those things so we can celebrate our community as well during Sherathon 2023. We will be right back. Mm-hmm. 
to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. It is share 2023. For KFUO Radio and this podcast and our Facebook group, our Instagram page, they're all produced by KFUO Radio. And this is a time when we ask for your financial support in order for us to keep doing what we do. You can give now at kfuo.org slash give, or if you're already in our Facebook group or join our Facebook group, and then you can see the exclusive Lutheran Ladies Lounge thank you gifts we have available to our Lutheran Ladies Lounge community. We are the party planning committee, party, party planning, party planning your baptism birthday party. We have heard from the conversation subcommittee, the recipe subcommittee, and now it's time for the music subcommittee, hashtag hymn nerds. We're going to select a baptism hymn for you. Rachel's already come up with two, so you could just go with either one of those. There's so many. Yeah. And also you haven't talked about these yet, so I felt it was fair game. Uh, yes. So... I did not realize that I had not done a baptism hymn sing podcast episode. And I don't know, yeah, I don't know how that happened. So there will be a, a full hour plus long baptism hymn sing podcast in our future because that absolutely needs to happen. There are a surprising amount of baptism hymns in our Lutheran service book. I probably shouldn't have been surprised at how many baptism hymns there are since baptism is a big thing for us. There are a lot. So we have a whole list of them. 590, baptized into your name most holy. 591, this is the Spirit's entry now. 592, dearest Jesus, we are here. 593, see this wonder in the making, which Rachel already mentioned. 594, God's own child, I gladly say it, which is like everyone's favorite now. 595, oh blessed spring. 596, all Christians who have been baptized, which is Gerhardt. So obviously that's like one everybody needs to sing also 597 water blood and spirit crying also one of my favorites 598 once in the blessed baptismal waters and this is a uh, preview for an upcoming story time episode the hymn writer of that one emily julianne von schwarzberg rudelstadt she is going to have her own episode because she's amazing not today though yes 599 oh gracious lord with love draw near that's a starky hymn 600 mark how the lamb of god's self-offering which is a louis bourgeois hymn 601, all who believe and are baptized. Thomas Kingo, we've talked about him before. 602, the gifts Christ freely gives. 603, we know that Christ is raised. 604, I bind unto myself today, which is St. Patrick's breastplate. And 605, Father welcomes. That is a long list and they are all great. I had a hard time choosing one to talk about today because you all know I have a very hard time just talking about one hymn. Yes, we do. (laughs) However, since... God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, seems to be the up-and-coming rising star of like everybody's baptism celebrations <laughs> in church. I figured this is the one we needed to talk about. So, Lutheran Service Book 594, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, written by Erdmann Neumeister, who lived 1671 to 1756. He also wrote 587, I Know My Faith is Founded, and 609, Jesus Sinner's Death Received. He writes absolutely fantastic texts, and I didn't know about him until like two months ago. So he frequently ended his sermons. He was a pastor. He frequently ended his sermons with a hymn he wrote to go along for the lectionary for the day. And this hymn was written for the fourth Sunday in Advent, Rorate Celi, and was published in 1718 in his collection of original hymns titled Evangelischer Nachlung. A new edition was published in 1726. So Robert Volker, who is now retired from regular pastoral service, he translated this text in 1991, which is why it's everybody's new favorite. And it was in the Evangelical Lutheran Hymnary, published in 1996. 
for the Evangelical Lutheran Synod and also in our hymnal supplement 98. So that is why this is like come out of nowhere, this old hymn, but we all just like know it now. It's because nobody knew it until 1991 when Robert Folker thankfully translated it for newer hymnals. So I know in my church, this hymn is the go-to for practically every baptism. Our kids' choir has sung it so many times that they have it memorized. When our kids are going up to communion and they're coming back and we happen to be singing this one, all of the kids are singing it from memory. It is amazing. There's a, a couple different choral variations of it that I think they all know by heart. There's a flute, a couple of flute parts I've played, I don't know how many times in church too. It is just a very popular hymn in my church, I know in other places as well. It's not necessarily a super easy text or tune to learn. It's, you know, it's it's not really challenging, but maybe not something that you're going to immediately pick up right away. However, the repeated I am baptized into Christ line or Ich bin ein Getaufer Christ, which literally means I am a baptized Christian, that does make it easier to memorize mm-hmm. because it's this repeated phrase that keeps coming back. And it's just a joyful hymn. And you get to yell at the devil. Like, there are, there's, you know, not a ton of hymns that we get to actually like address the devil and be like, you can go away now because we're in Jesus. <laughs> yeah, usually our hymns address the Lord. But, yeah, you know, every once in a while. And we need we I feel like we need those words, too, in hymns yes. that, that get stuck in our, our hearts and minds. And so when we're having a bad day, that this verse is stuck in your head and you can just be right. like. I'm baptized, Satan. You can go away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So stanza one is the confession of what baptism means for us, including the gifts of redemption and eternal salvation, like we've already talked about in this podcast. It's also this connection to Rorate Chele in Advent that Neumeister actually wrote this hymn for. Baptism into Christ is the shower from heaven that pours out Christ's salvation on his people. And the antiphon for Rorate Chele is from Isaiah 45, 8. Shower, O heavens from above, and let the clouds rain down righteousness. Let the earth open, that salvation and righteousness may bear fruit. Let the earth cause them both to sprout. I, the Lord, have created it. So that's the connection to Advent, creating this baptism hymn. So stanza one goes, God's own child, I gladly say it. I am baptized into Christ. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. Do I need earth's treasures many? I have one worth more than any that brought me salvation free, lasting to eternity. Stanzas two through four are about sin, Satan, and death. So baptism is our comfort against sins because it's our assurance of salvation. And Satan can't accuse us anymore because we are in Christ. And Christ has defeated death in his resurrection. And we are baptized into that death and resurrection. It's amazing. And what I do love about these stanzas is that you actually address each of these things, sin, Satan, and death And telling them that they have no more power over us, Mm. which is, I think, very, very powerful. So stanza two, sin disturb my soul no longer. I am baptized into Christ. I have comfort even stronger. Jesus cleansing sacrifice. Should a guilty conscience seize me since my baptism did release me in a dear forgiving flood, sprinkling me with Jesus blood. Stanza three, Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized into Christ. Drop your ugly accusation. I am not so soon enticed. Now that to the font I've traveled, all your might has come unraveled. And against your tyranny, God, my Lord, unites with me. I am yelling this. I'm sorry. Stanza four. (laughs) Death, you cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. When I die, I leave all sadness to inherit paradise. 
Though I lie in dust and ashes, faith's assurance brightly flashes. Baptism has the strength divine to make life immortal mine. So good. And then I want to like laugh and cry and shout amen all at the same time. So many emotions. (laughs) And stanza five, I think even just like writing this podcast out, it was making me tear up. It's such a good stanza. We sing this a lot also at funerals because baptism and funeral kind of have a lot of overlap with hymnody and texts for what scripture we read and the sermon. We sang this at my father-in-law's funeral, at my husband's grandma's funeral, and at my husband's aunt's funeral. So this is becoming also our family funeral hymn, too. (laughs) But for good reason. We have these assurances. Death is no longer something we fear. We can look at our own graves knowing that Christ has defeated death, and we are his, and we have the promise of eternal life. So stanza five. There is nothing worth comparing to this lifelong comfort, sure. Open-eyed, my grave is staring. Even there, I'll sleep secure. I'm tearing up right now. Though my flesh awaits its raising, still my soul continues praising. I am baptized into Christ. I am a child of paradise. So good, guys. Before I'm done, I do want to tell you a little bit about Erdmann Neumeister. He didn't live during the Thirty Years' War, which is generally when my favorite hymn <laughs> He was born on May 12, 1671 in Euterich, Germany. His parents were a schoolmaster and an organist. He earned a master's in theology in 1695 from the University of Leipzig and was a lecturer there for two years. He married Johanna Elizabeth Meister in 1698. From 1697 to 1715, he served various preaching duties. He met composer Georg Philip Telemann along the way as well. In 1715, he became the pastor of St. James's Church and court preacher in Hamburg, where he was until he died in 1756. Neumeister was this really prolific hymn writer. He wrote 722 original church hymns. That is a lot. (laughs) And his own explanation of Luther's small catechism, published in 1753. And some of his texts were put to music by Telemann and J.S. Bach. So he was published in a lot of hymnals at the time as well. Maybe most importantly, he was this really outspoken opponent of pietism in the church, especially by pointing someone's personal faith not to themselves, but to the word of God and consolation of Christ. And his opposition to pietism was so well known and a bit dramatic that in 1736, an anonymous play happened in Leipzig that was really brutal to pietistic teaching. And the angry pietists thought Neumeister had written it and they smashed the windows of his house in Hamburg because they were super angry. But he had not written it. But this was how uh, violent some of these protests were or these uh, disagreements were about pietism at the time. It's not a very pious thing to do, smash someone's windows. Not a very pious thing to do. So he was also not very liked by some Orthodox Lutherans because he was allowing this operatic style of music in the church because he was very influential in the cantata becoming part of the worship services which is why he wrote several cantata texts that were set to music by J.S. Bach. And I think that's a really cool part of Lutheran history, which will probably also show up in an upcoming episode of The Ladies' Lounge. So that is my pitch for Lutheran Service Book 594, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, for your music committee party planning. We'll We'll take it under advisement. (laughs) Solid choice. It's a true story. Put it on repeat. Mm. Yes. You've got a party. Just loop it the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So we need to take a quick break. We have one more subcommittee to hear from. This is Sherathon 2023 for KFUO Radio. It is your time to financially support KFUO Radio. 
which is who produces this Ladies' Lounge podcast, our Facebook group, our Instagram page. You can give now at kfuo.org slash give, or if you're already in our Facebook group, you can find the exclusive Lutheran Ladies' Lounge thank you gifts and giving levels and all those fun details specifically for the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge community. And we will be right back. Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. It is share 2023 for KFUO Radio and the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. In our Facebook group, our Instagram page, these are all produced by KFUO Radio, who is listener supported, which means we need your financial support to keep doing what we do here on this podcast. You can give now at kfuo.org slash give, or if you're in our Facebook group, or if you want to join our Facebook group, if you're a Lutheran lady, you can find the special exclusive thank you gifts and giving levels for our Lutheran Ladies Lounge community during share 2022, 2023. <laughs> Wrong year. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, guys. Don't know what year it is. So we are the party planning committee for your baptism birthday party. We've got trivia down. We've got our recipe down. We've got our hymn down. We have one more subcommittee to hear from, and that is the subcommittee for fun. Is that what this is? I, you know what? I was thinking, I'm like, what is this? And I think that's actually, yeah, let's go with that. The fun committee. I love that. I love it. Let's do it. So I just wanted to say something. I was not baptized in the Lutheran church. I was baptized Episcopalian. And I feel like when I talk to people from other denominations, there's not a whole lot of emphasis that goes into baptism birthdays. But like when I became Lutheran and started going to Lutheran grade school and we would do baptismal remembrance every month and celebrate baptism birthdays every month. I just thought, well, heck, that is just something special. Who else does that? <laughs> what, I was, what I was disappointed to find out, though, is that there, are, there aren't a whole lot of, like, baptism birthday parties. Hence, this entire episode, right? Mm -hmm. I love a good birthday. I love a good birthday party. So... Today, what I wanted to do was inspire others who celebrate baptism birthdays to add an element, an opportunity to celebrate what I would argue is far more important and life-saving, obviously, than like an earthly birthday, right? So mm -hmm. why, not, why not bring the hoopla for your baptism birthday? So... As we've been talking today about different things that we can implement into your party, I wanted to just give you a little more inspirato for any future birthday parties. So we have five tips for you today that will hopefully help you in your planning. So tip number one, don't forget what is truly important. And I mean this in all seriosity. This is a day to celebrate your new life in Christ. And so you have to make sure that the true meaning of the birthday party is front and center and guests can all be involved with that. So my recommendation when you're throwing this birthday party is to open up your shindig with the service of holy baptism as found on, I believe, page 268 in the Lutheran service book, maybe. I don't know. We may have to verify that later, but I, th I think it's 268. Anyone look it up? <laughs> fact check. Fact, fact, fact check it. 
You are fact-checked correctly. 268. Bingo. All right. (laughs) Okay. So tip number two, location, location, location. Baptism grants us forgiveness of sins and life eternal through plain H2O plus not just plain water, but also God's word is behind it, right? And so <laughs> let's think of some fitting ways and some venues to be reminded of that sacrament. You could have um, a birthday party at the local pool or Ooh. on the seashore. You could have like a backyard party with a slip and slide or water yeah. balloon toss, right? <laughs> For those of For those of you who were baptized in the colder months or you live in Antarctica or a place (laughs) where just swimming outside is not really a viable option for you, go to the local. Maybe you have a local aquarium or a zoo with a little like fish exhibit, like make it fun and and involve water in your little party. I like it. I love that. Tip number three. The guest list. You cannot be stingy (laughs) when you're having your baptismal birthday party. And this is why. The entire family of God rejoices with you in your baptism. Mm -hmm. Living and dead for now. Like everybody, all of them. (laughs) All time and space and all of it. So don't be stingy with the guest list. You should invite... Everyone you know from church, even if you don't like them or have like an unspoken rivalry with them, like you got to invite them to the party. Invite strangers. Go absolutely nuts. Like this is a global heavenly celebration. Do not be exclusive with this, with the invitations. Just don't. To the highways and byways and and force them to come in. Amen. (laughs) And force them to come in. Exactly. Welcome to my party. That's biblical. It's biblical. All right. (laughs) Tip number four, and we touched on this, but I have some other ideas as well to to supplement. So tip number four, don't forget the snacks. Cake is an obvious must. Every party needs a cake. It's a law of science, basically. (laughs) And I believe that before I even learned about what choco flan was, I was going to suggest a sheet cake from Cruda Bakery. Oh. Perhaps with a Bible verse piped on it and some frost mm-hmm. roses. Classic. But, and I, you know me, I love a Cruda cake. But the choco flan, that's, that's <laughs> a fitting. I am so impressed with that. Like I could just cry because that's, I mean, that is the perfect idea. For a baptism birthday party, you could also- there is no reason not to have both. Yeah, honestly, I mean, if you, you are doing the highways and the byways, that's a lot of that's a, a lot, lot of cake yeah. to provide. That's so a, you're gonna need multiple cakes. Yeah. I also think that it would be cool to have watermelon <laughs> served or yeah. like fruit and herb infused waters or like sparkling water or like you really have a lot of fun with it do not serve me a do not serve me a water pie i will not (laughs) i will i will praise god for your baptismal remembrance and i will (laughs) go through that whole service with you but after that i'm out like peace out do not (laughs) offend me with your water pie i'm not gonna 
I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. I love you, but no. Or or the raindrop cake. I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Finally, tip number five. Remember what your great what the greatest gift is in your baptism. I know a lot of people want to celebrate another's baptismal birthday by giving gifts. And I think that that's all well and good. There are a number of devotionals out there, study Bibles, wall crosses. On the Facebook group, I think I saw somebody gives like pieces to a nativity scene every year. I think that's a pretty nice. cool idea. But from my from my vantage point, I guess at, at my baptismal birthday party, I already know that my the greatest gift in all of this is eternal life in Christ, which was given to me on that day. And so if you wanted to give me a, a present on my baptismal birthday, that's fine. And I will thank you and I will gratefully accept it with grace. But know that I am already mindful of the great the greatest gift has already been given you know and in baptism we receive god's love and salvation in in the water and the word so i wouldn't i i would not expect presents because you already have the best one and you have cake so cake can't get much eternal life and cake it doesn't get much better <laughs> it doesn't get really any better than that true no nope. also you you would want to sing some baptismal hymns too or just loop God's own child, I gladly say it in the background. <laughs> that would be fine, too. Or if you want to, like, I'm a huge fan of Flame's album Word and Water, which includes God's own child, I gladly say it. I so if you need a little more variety, that would be a great background playlist for your baptismal birthday party. True story. Yes. Such a good album. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. You could give people goodie bags, though, because, I mean... Gifts of service and whatnot. We like to do more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's that's all I got, guys. Happy baptismal birthday, if it's today. Mine's July 31st. When are your baptism birthdays? I don't. We're going to pick a day for you. might have it on file. I celebrate it, like, every day. Also true. Any day is right for it. That's true. Yeah. No, I kept, I kept much better track of my kids' baptism birthdays than maybe was common in prior generations, including mine. (laughs) The important thing is that you were baptized, not necessarily what day you were baptized on. I'm sure if I asked my mom, she would tell me, but I can tell you my kids. So there we go. Sweet. I knew I could find it eventually. I have it (laughs) on my work calendar. I don't know why it's on my work calendar and not on my personal calendar, but mine is on October 24th. Nice. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) I think this is shaping up to be a great baptismal birthday party. I do, too. Mm-hmm. My mom actually sends me baptism birthday cards every year that she makes for me because she likes to make cards as one of her hobbies. So every year on my baptism birthday, I get a card from my mama that she has made. And I'm pretty sure I have all of them still somewhere because I don't throw Yay. things away ever. That's beautiful. And I hear the rumor has it that you have made some very special baptism birthday cards. Uh, you know, I have done that. I, again, bring in the birthday party vibes. Like, you need a good birthday card. I mean, that's not necessarily a gift, but it's a nice way to commemorate the day. It's so true. I t- mm-hmm. took it upon myself to make some birthday cards for people's baptisms. And 
And this is the very exciting part. At the end of this episode, we are going to make Breeze designs into actual baptism birthday cards. And this is the thank you gift at the $10 a month level for Lutheran Ladies Lounge super fans. So if you give for share 2023 and you tell whoever you talk to or you put it in a note, if you give online that you would like Breeze baptism birthday cards, we will send you a set of these baptism birthday cards created by Brie, the $10 a month gift level. So this is a very exciting Lutheran Ladies Lounge thank you gift from our very own Brie Grzebski. They're amazing, let me tell you. I'm so <laughs> excited recognizable. Yes. <laughs> maybe or maybe not featuring Trent. <laughs> deep cuts. Lots of deep cuts today. Uh-huh. Well, this concludes our reports from our subcommittees for the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Party Committee, Party Planning Committee, planning your baptism birthday party. A lot of great ideas here. During Shareathon 2023, we are listener supported at KFUO Radio, and Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio. So please take this opportunity to financially support us so we can continue doing this work, bringing you the Lutheran Ladies Lounge community here on the podcast and the Facebook group and our Instagram page. You can give now at kfuo.org slash give. If you're already in our Facebook group or our Instagram page, you can check out the link to our exclusive Lutheran Ladies Lounge thank you gifts, including this pack of baptism birthday cards created by Brie Grzebski. All of that information will be there. We'll have pictures of what those look like as well as you can see them. You can join us in our Facebook group, Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You can follow us on our Instagram page at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app or on the KFUO radio app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. (laughs) And you're (laughs) muted. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.